A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Simon and Danny Murphy reacted to the breaking news that Thomas Tuchel is on the way out of Bayern Munich. Should Liverpool fans be worried, the German giants will steal their man. Meanwhile, Wayne Rooney has admitted he'd be willing to take up a role as Pep Guardiola's assistant at Manchester City. Blasphemy for a Manchester United legend to admit? Plus... Ahead of their much-anticipated rematch in Leeds in April, boxers Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall came face-to-face in the studio. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Now, how are we going to do this at 12.30? Danny, are you going to sit in between Taylor and Cattrall? Uh, Are we going to ask Simon to sit in It It could get lively. I'll just do as I'm told. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, quite rightly. But Simon, I have to say, I looked again at the two of them going face-to-face yesterday in Manchester, and there is genuine bad blood in there. They yeah. do. I mean, we always hear that in boxing, oh, he doesn't like him. Uh, this is for real, this hatred. It, it appears to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of distaste between them for, for different reasons. Josh has disdain and contempt and, and a feeling of uh, disregard for... Um, Jack and has had it since he first the fight was announced. Um, Josh lost the fight, irrespective of the refereeing decisions and the ridiculous scoring from people like Ian John Lewis that scored it five rounds to Josh Taylor, which is just preposterous and perhaps explains why he's not a refereeing anymore. Um, and then you've got um, Jack Cattrall that feels this raging sense of injustice. Mm. Um, I would prefer Jack operated with the same demeanour that he operated in the first fight, but mm. he seems to be very much more engaged in this one. It smacks of... Groves versus Froch. The only thing different is that in the middle of all this, um, Josh has lost a fight to Teofimo Lopez. And that makes the fight even more compelling because I would have picked Josh Taylor in the same way that Carl Froch re-emerged in the second fight against George Groves. Right. This time around, there's a right. loss in the middle of it. And Carl is there, didn't is have there any way they could have had a little chat to say, let's keep the needle going for public 
and chump. <laughs> well, I mean, they, don't, they don't need to have that chat. Sam, jo- Sam, Sam Jones will do that. Sam Jones will, will liven it all up for everybody and wind it all up. Yeah, no, but you know yeah, what I mean. It must have happened manager. in the past where no, fighters. Yeah, are, no, they, they, I think they, it's they, genuine. This, this, this is distaste. This yeah. genuine distaste. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll feel it, Danny, when they walk in here. They're going to be here at twelve thirty. They're going to be in this building from twelve noon onwards, uh, avoiding each other. We have heard. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, if if you do watch in the morning on YouTube and Facebook and you enjoy it, then make sure you tune in at 12.30 um, as we stream live on YouTube and Facebook then because it could get very, very lively. But, I mean, we'll all be sensible, we hope, and it will pass <laughs> off with interest and we all leave here bodily intact. Uh, we shall see. Um, we're going to talk Sir Jim Ratcliffe in Manchester United very shortly, but, Danny, just as uh, you came in the office there, in the last few moments, Bayern Munich have confirmed that they will part ways with Thomas Tuchel at the end of the season. This has gone pear-shaped for Tuchel, hasn't it? Out of Chelsea and now out of uh, Bayern Munich. On Sunday, Tuchel insisted he can fix the issues at Bayern, despite seeing his team lose their third consecutive competitive game for the first time since May 2015. And now, according to Sky Germany, Bayern and Tuchel have agreed uh, to, uh, to reach an agreement to part ways in the summer. It's all change, isn't it? I wonder how Kane's feeling. <coughs> Well, I mean, he's he's just got to get on with it as a player and, and just keep doing your best and try and turn things around on the pitch. I mean, Bayern Munich's one of the biggest clubs in Europe. The success they demand yeah. is evident every season. You know, they they get rid of coaches when they don't succeed. And I've watched them quite a few times this season. not been the Munich, free-flowing Munich that you expect. But it's fine details. I mean, um, that... that game at Lazio I watched quite a lot of that they, they, they should have won the game they ended up losing getting a man sent off and all of a sudden there's a crisis um, they could well turn that second leg round the, the form of Leverkusen hasn't helped Tuchel sure because now what are they eight points behind yeah um, they are and 50, if they 50 were, points, I mean, they should have lost. Let's, let's be honest, should have lost the title last season on the last day of the se- Dortmund. Yes, yeah, to it Dortmund, up, right? Yeah. yeah, good point. Um, yeah. So things haven't been great for a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not a surprise to me. I mean, we we know Simon that it, it uh, did not uh, happy. Uh, it was not a happy ending for Tuchel at Chelsea. Yeah, and um, we know that a lot of that was to do with matters behind the scene. It seems that Tuchel has become quite a, a controversial figure uh, in the game, whether he likes it or not. And now this big big move for him to Bayern, uh, as I say, has not worked out, and he's getting his marching orders. Well, this is familiar territory. I mean, he had the same challenges at PSG, didn't he? Um, he had issues there. And he arrives at Chelsea and, and and eventually, in a change of ownership, has issues with other things rather than just footballing matters. And then he arrives in Bayern Munich and we are, we are, we are. The interesting thing is, is um, Kane leaves Tottenham because of the upheaval and the unrest and the uncertainty and the lack of achievement to go to Bayern Munich to have all of the, all of the, all of that, in the background and now he's got upheaval upset and lack of achievement right because Bayern Munich after 11 years of winning trophies are now likely to not win the Bundesliga which was a shoo-in interesting I mean the narrative will start spinning up about how he came coming back to England I, I don't think that will happen he signed a four year contract if it had gone to Bayern Munich and won everything at Bayern Munich would he have left after a year no so why will he leave after a year if they win nothing yeah he'll stay and, and, and be part of a winning Bayern's team again and by the way his contribution can't be questioned Harry no. Kane's 25 goals in 22 games. No, true. You know, but Tuchel is what Tuchel does. And when people start, we're not all these people, oh, Todd Bowley's a clown, got rid of Tuchel, didn't know what he was doing, he was this and he was that and the other. And then you roll forward 
yeah. to where Bayern Munich are, you might find some more answers in the reasons why Thomas Tuchel didn't last at Chelsea rather than well, just an idiot American didn't know what he was doing. Of Absolutely. course, it was only a matter of days ago, Simon, that you and I were on here uh, <laughs> and uh, in some 45 minutes into the Friday show, uh, out came the news that Jurgen Klopp was leaving Liverpool at the end of this season and uh, he did say that that's it for me, I'm taking a back seat for the foreseeable future. Uh, I wonder if he'll change his mind now. I wonder if Bayern have got their sights set on him. Do you remember what Klopp said around that time? Whatever will happen in the future, I don't know now. I don't know now. But no club, no country for the next year, no other English club ever. I can promise that. No other English club ever, Danny. But um, you never can tell in football... One thing is said, another is done more often than not. Um, Klopp's head may be turned uh, in Bayern's direction. I'd be amazed. He's given up this wonderful relationship he's got with the Liverpool supporters and the affinity he's got with the football club and the people and all that to then go and start work again a few, what, six weeks later? No chance. Mm. He seems a man of a word. He seems, it seems a genuine uh, reason for him to... I can't think of an ulterior motive that's behind it for him to then say, I'm going to be working somewhere else. Yeah. Well, as we know, um, shortly after the Klopp announcement came to light, uh, a lot of attention was focused on former player Xabi Alonso pulling up trees, as you said, down at Bayer Leverkusen. They've got an eight-point lead right now over Tuchel's Bayern Munich. And he seems to be in the box. He Certainly back in 2018, he certainly fancied one day being manager of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have dreamt of that. For sure, I have to first have to prove myself. I need to prepare. But if I decide somewhere along the way to to take the my chances as a manager, you know, my link, my commitment, my my passion with Liverpool is there. And why not? We will see if we can cross paths in in our ways. So, Simon, as I said in the introduction. Um, now it opens up different territory for Alonso if Bayern Munich knocking his door. Yeah, I mean, maybe. should Liverpool fans be worried that Bayern are about to steal their man? Well, it depends if, they've, if they are categorically, rather than press reports, categorically wedded to the idea of getting Alonso. I mean, going back to your original question, no, I don't see Jurgen Klopp going back on his word because very rarely in football do people give an unequivocal answer. They mm. leave margin in there. Mm. I'm the Crystal Palace manager until someone tells me something different, was what Steve Bruce told me once upon a time. Then the next day he went to Birmingham. Um, <laughs> in this instance... You know, Klopp has not left any margin of error in there. He's not left any debate. He's specifically and explicitly told you what he's going to do. And you don't hear that in football. You hear ambiguity. There's no ambiguity in that. Going to Alonso. Look, in taking an interview from a player that was just be finishing playing his playing career in the context of a conversation about maybe one day he'd like to go to Liverpool if the question was asked, he's hardly going to say, no, I'd never want to go to Liverpool. I hated it there. I don't know whether he is the absolute candidate. D d conventional wisdom suggests that he is. Um, I, you know, he's got a relationship with Bayern Munich. He's got a relationship with Liverpool. If he has that embarrassment of riches, poor old Baron Bayern Leverkusen sitting on the sidelines going, what are we, the runt of the litter? What are we, <laughs> chopped liver? We get to, we, you can choose which big, bigger football club you want to go to. Look, I mean, Liverpool are a big football club. If Alonso is someone they want, they'll have just as much of an opportunity as Bayern Munich. You know, the Premier League is the land that everyone wants to manage in. They all want to come here. They all end up being yeah. here at some point. There's always an ambition for them to come to the Premier League. So if he's managed in Germany then the Premier League is the next frontier. But, of course, Bayern Munich is a legacy football club. I think with ego as well, the more um, the Liverpool fans adored him more than Munich fans. He had more of an impact on his time at Liverpool than he did in Munich. You know, If he goes to Munich, of course, they'll welcome him. But if he's not yeah. doing well after a few months, 
Liverpool fans, I mean, he's got a free hit for a, for a season at least. Right, right, right. Um, more recently, Danny, Tuchel actually said that he felt more loved in England than he did in Germany. Uh, so, feel like you. That's uh, why you came down, wasn't it? Very much so. So, I mean, as he, <laughs> as he is out of Bayern Munich sooner than later, um, in a matter of weeks, might Liverpool turn their attention to Tuchel? No. Doesn't fit the... No. No? Doesn't fit? No, he's too de- divisive. He's not... He's not what live. He's not. No, he's not a Liverpool manager. Your one hundred percent essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm quite surprised by one or two of the messages coming in. Thomas Tuchel, of course, we now know out of Bayern Munich uh, at the end of the season. Bayern have confirmed that uh, this morning, just a short time ago. Matt is saying I think Tuchel would be a good appointment at Liverpool. Um, uh, to be quite honest, uh, he he won the Champions League. Don't forget with Kai Havertz up front, could do a lot worse. Yeah, you'll always get the my my few few in the minority thinking it was a good idea, but it's not. And I don't think most Liverpool <laughs> fans will agree with me. The, the the style of football he won the Champions League with isn't how Liverpool play football, and our Liverpool fans want to see Liverpool play. Yeah, you just you... got to watch Munich this season. They're not on the front foot. They're not high energy, high tempo. Where do you think Xabi Alonso's mind might be come the end of the season? Stay with Bayern Leverkusen, or if he gets a chance, go to Bayern or go to Liverpool. I don't see anybody refusing the opportunity to go to Liverpool when you're at a lesser club, because it might not come around again. The only thing I could think that would keep him or, or, or take him to maybe Munich ahead of Liverpool would be some sort of family decision lifestyle Germany I don't know maybe yeah. kids kids being settled who knows but my gut instinct is his relationship with Liverpool supporters while he was there as a player which is so high will get him over the line I can't I can't, can't see him refusing it but maybe I'm just it's my bias isn't it I, I your bias my bias did I'm, you admit that of course because okay. I've got a feeling that I'm, I'm put, trying to put myself in his shoes but he's, he didn't grow up being a Liverpool fan did he yeah so. right Right. The reality is, I'd be amazed if he got offered the job to manage Liverpool and turned it down. I'd be amazed. Who am I talking about here? Appearances, 559. Goals scored, 253. Won 16 trophies, became the only English player alongside Michael Carrick to win the Premier League, FA Cup, Champions League, League Cup, Europa League and FIFA Club World Cup. Of course. Actually, Marshall. I'm talking about English. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> of course I am. And then Wayne goes on the overlap with uh, Gary Neville and says this. It depends. Yeah. Listen, if Pep Guardiola comes and asks me to be his assistant, you'd walk there for. So say Eric Tenag. No, but like you see what Arteta's doing now, and I strongly believe a lot of that's from learning what yeah, okay. Guardiola's doing, and so it depends on what the, the situation is. So there we go. That's Wayne, Manchester United legend but revealing that he would, quote, walk to Manchester City if Pet asked him to be his assistant. How much is that as tongue-in-cheek, do you think, Danny? Or would he indeed walk to the Etihad? Well, no, I think he said it, uh, being honest. He's talking from a managerial coaching point of view, where he's got himself to in his journey of management. It would certainly help him to go and do that if the opportunity arose. So, yeah, I think he's being honest. I don't think he's bothered about who he upsets by saying it. Should he be bothered? No. He's a grown man, isn't he? 
Bothered by what? I mean, the person that should be bothered is Pep Guardiola. I imagine if he heard that and says that Wayne Rooney would walk to Man City, I imagine he'll walk to Catalonia <laughs> to avoid it. Um, but no, of course. If you, I mean, given the fact that his managerial career represents virtually nothing, uh, Wayne Rooney, then I think if he got an opportunity to work with the greatest coach we've got in the Premier League, albeit I think Klopp is close to that, then I would expect if you asked him the question about would he want to work for Jurgen Klopp, I'd be surprised if he said no to that exactly. as well. Exactly. Because you've got your learning at the feet of people that actually know what they're doing, rather than going across to America, getting a 27% win record, bringing that particular um, wonderful achievement back to the UK and making it worse. Yeah, but in spite of all that, Simon, he has been a number one at clubs. He's known what it's like to to yeah. to lead, be and a leader and, and at a football club. And his performance, his performance has been equivalent to a number two. Yeah, but that's irrelevant <laughs> because what we're talking about is, is, is his honesty or not. Well, that's right. I, I yeah, think I think that, I think he's being re- really honest. Yeah, of course he'd go and work on the Pepper Why wouldn't you give yourself that education to try and get yourself back on the map? To what? To protect his reputation with Man United fans? It's done. His football career's done. His his numbers and his successes and his trophy wins and his goal yes, tallies they, they stand the test. They of time. stand anyway. You know. Yeah. Nobody. There's one thing about Wayne Rooney you can say for sure is that when he played for the club. Man United for all those years very very rarely would you ever see him not leave everything out there his commitment was second to none yeah and yet there was a time that there was a suggestion I think through his agent but then by Wayne that yeah he would have gone to City as a player and of course we'll never know. that ruffled many feathers yeah. including Sir Alex's yeah, but he's not a Man United supporter he didn't grow up supporting Man United he, he was he's he an Evertonian he mm. was signed by Manchester United to fulfil his obligations as a top quality footballer and the contracts they gave him, and he did that. He may have leveraged a couple of situations when they, you know he looked like he was going to leave and turned it into an opportunity for himself. But that's commercial negotiations. That's between him and Ferguson and the football club at the time. I know there was people that weren't impressed with that at the time, but he has no greater obligation to have given his best to Man United for the period of time that he was there. Dennis Law shuffled across the, across the town and relegated Manchester United, yes. um, you know, with Manchester City. Did it did it impact upon his legacy at Manchester United? No, it didn't. So why should Wayne Rooney have any of that legacy? Mm. Because we look at it through a modern prism of the drivel that comes out of social media. <laughs> I think I'm with you, Danny. I, I think it's quite honest and open of, of Wayne to say, yeah, of course I'd work with Pep. Who wouldn't? Well, he's on a different journey. If you're, if you're trying to get back into management and coaching, then why wouldn't you, if someone asks you a question, would you want to go and work with the best? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, what's, said, he, what's no. he going to say? No, 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 no. I'd rather pair up with Michael Bill. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. like that and beats the champion in his own backyard and gets absolutely robbed. Jack Cattrall is so close now to the night of his boxing life. And still I'm actually embarrassed tonight because I'm promoting this event. He put up a good fight, that's for sure, but he never won the fight. Performance like that, and he's snatched away from you. It's, it's disgusting. I don't even know what to say. That was Jack Cattrall's night. I want you to go in there and straighten that one out properly, and I hope you're going to do it. How many things do I need to say to you? I've already said it to you three times in this interview. I will fight him again. Put you on your ass, your last fight. Yeah, and you got, got smashed in your last fight. still got beat. This has got a real old school feel to it. The good old days of real British grudge matches. Oh yeah, the British public are ready for this and we'll finally be getting to see the much-anticipated rematch of uh, Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall on April the 27th in Leeds. But um, the two of them have been engaged in a bitter war of words since their first meeting back in February 2022. Many believe that Cattrall outboxed Taylor that night and should have won after scoring a knockdown in the eighth round. But Josh Taylor was handed a controversial split decision win and now they do it again. Now then, Simon and I and Danny, live on TalkSport, I have never seen this place so busy <laughs> and this is for real. So we are in studio... And uh, we have so many people the other side of the glass, on the other side of the studio here. We have so many people in this studio. I've never seen it so busy. And I mean it. This is for real. If you're watching on Twitter and YouTube, we have a security man there. There, this is Phil. We have a gentleman back here. And we have camera crews as well. Simon's to my right. Danny's to my right. Jack Cattrall's to my left. Phil, the security man, is there. And Josh Taylor is uh, to my, my left Spence as well. Spencer's out there in case it goes off, Jim. Spencer well. Oliver, the diminutive Spencer <laughs> Oliver, is ready at any time to come in oh, that's and uh, come to our rescue if this gets feisty. So, Josh Taylor, let's start with you. This this rivalry, I saw you up in Edinburgh and I saw you yesterday in Manchester and you were going at it, the two of you, and you've got very uncomplimentary things to say about Jack. Do you stand by them? Yes. Yes. To answer your question, yes, I do stand by them, yes. Why do you dislike him so much? It's not that I dislike him, I just I don't know the guy to dislike him or not, but just he just comes across as what I've said, yes. I've repeated it and I stand by it, yeah. Jack, do you dislike Josh? Yeah. He's said a lot of things over the last couple of years. It's been back and forth and we don't see eye to eye. We're not friends and yeah, I stand by the stuff that I've said. You still maintain that you should have been given the nod and it's your hand that should have been raised first time around, Jack? Yeah, 100%. Uh, but again, 
we're two years on from that and finally we're sat here now when we get the chance to settle it in April. Would you have been, would if he'd have been a bit more complimentary after the fight, because it wasn't his fault the judges scored it to you, of course, do you think you'd have the bad blood still if you got a bit more respect? Yeah, of course. I've, I've never said it was down to Josh. I think the stuff he said after the fight uh, didn't help his cause. Uh, no matter what he'd have said after the fight, I'd still feel like I won the fight. And uh, But ultimately, the fact how he went about it has ultimately got us in this position, or in a stronger position to fight again. Um, I know, Simon, you've had your own thoughts on it. Josh, you didn't like, I don't think, what Simon said because you thought... No, can for... I stop you there? Go on. No, I, actually, it's the complete opposite. Like, I don't care what people's opinion, opinions are of the fight. If they thought Jack won or I won, I couldn't really care. That's their opinion and people are entitled to it. So I, I think I saw you saying something the other day that I'm a bit sensitive and all that. It's, just, yeah. it's completely the opposite way. Like, if you thought Jack won and people thought that he won, that's, that's cool. Like that's that's your opinion of the fight. That's that's cool. Well, that's I've got good absolutely to hear. no problems that's with that. A, at that's all. how it should be because it would seem in this space, in the boxing space, that anyone that doesn't give praise, all of a sudden people start sulking and getting a bit. Yeah, no, no, a that's, bit that's, that's not the case for me. It. That's not okay, the case. Good because I do think Jack won that first fight. Yeah, that's good. And I do think cool. that the scoring was abhorrent, and I'm glad that you two guys are getting back in the ring because I think it's a great fight. I'm not interested in all the sort of handbags at dawn that you two want to get yeah. involved in that sells fights and theatrics I'm interested in two fighters putting on a fight that has an outcome that doesn't have any controversy you know that's what I'm interested in I'm interested in some proper scoring because I think the scoring in the first fight was appalling that's why that judge is no longer <coughs> scoring anymore um, I couldn't make a case in the first fight for Jack winning that fight based upon your performances and where I thought you were as a fighter but yeah. I couldn't make a case after the fight for you having won it. But that's all incidental now. What it mm. is now is the interesting and the fascinating thing is, is it, it feels like a Frotch Groves sort of encounter, but it doesn't because there's something in the middle of the room that confuses me, which is your loss against Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah. That's what worries me in this fight for you because I would say, with all due respect to you, Jack, that there are levels and I would expect Josh, who I didn't think it was, didn't, didn't, didn't seem to be as focused in the right way in the first fight and I would have anticipated him to be better in the second fight but I worry now and it confuses me about where this fight will go and that's why it's so fascinating Yeah, because despite the observations that you and I had a back and forth about me saying to mm. you which is where our back and forth came which is are you going to fight this fella because yeah. really and truly the reasons why you're fighting him is because it's an itch you've got to scratch because you yeah. know that this is a problem <laughs> well I think that, the, 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 the back and forth come from you like are you going to fight him next yeah. I'm like well because I, I wanted you to say yes or no, because you guys say one thing and do another. Not you particularly, but fighters ad infinitum. Yeah, well, I'm you, glad you that you're said, here. I said, yes, I'm going to fight the guy, but right now I can't. I've got my mandatory to You've take care of. You've got Lopez, yeah? yeah. Is so, it fair uh, to say, only... though, Josh, you underestimated Jack first time around. You, you didn't think he'd be so good as he was on the night. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I made the, the worst mistake that you can do in the art of warfare, which is underestimating your opponent. And that's what I've done, you know. And the level of success that I had in such a short period of time, you know, it was like Jack and I had made a deal prior, like if I win the fight, I'll give you the shot first. And that's what we've done. And it was like Jack hasn't boxed anyone. He hadn't really beaten anyone of significance. You know, I thought that Ahara Davis beat him as the majority of other people did as well. You know, he's laughing, you know, but that's my opinion yeah, and a lot of other people's opinion as well. And, you know, I just thought, he's not my level and I get myself fit and, you know, I'll turn up and win as long as I'm fit. And that's the worst mistake that I made. Sure. You know, so 
I've learned from mistakes. You know, I thought I, I thought you know, obviously on the way up, leading up to becoming world champion, I, I learned for these past fighters that did do that, and I thought I'll never do that. You know, and, and do you but think I'm only human and made and made that mistake? And it's good of you to say that. Do you think you'll be even better this time, Jack? One hundred percent. I think I'm getting better as a fighter. I think he says when he probably overlooked me. I don't think that's the case. He said all the things before the fight. I'm not overlooking him. He said all the right things. I think it's a bit of a, a cop out excuse that he overlooked things that you've me. You've got to say. I'm I not going exactly to say. Oh, no, I'm looking at someone else. And I think I'm he's coming back down. I'm looking at someone else when that's what I was doing. I've got to say, yeah, you've got my full focus. Got to say things. I think like he that. touched the ceiling with Ramirez, and I think uh, I beat him. And I think he's since then he's been on the decline. So how do you rate him at the moment, Jack? I think after April the 27th, Josh Taylor retires. You retire him that night, 100. percent what do you think when you hear that? Now, he's being serious. I, know I mean, he's, he's being serious. serious. I know he's being there's serious. no mucking about here. He's being serious. Are, is that crossing your mind? If he beats me, it might be over for me. No. Not one bit. Because I know he ain't going to beat me. And I won't be retiring if he does win anyway. There's still some fights out there. And that's there's what he the, said earlier on third, today. There's, there's he's, thinking, he's thinking about the options once he gets beat. But I honestly believe this is his, his final fight and then he's finished. Yeah, okay. Why are we doing this dance at 140, Josh? The conventional wisdom looks at you and thinks two performances yeah. against him and against Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah. And the intelligence suggests that you're struggling to make that weight and that's what's contributing no, so to these a, performances. That's the consensus is what people think I'm struggling yeah, to make Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm putting it yeah, to you I, what I people are suggesting. I don't struggle to make the weight. No? You've said that I for the last two years weight. that you've been... Before the fight with me, I've done this it was wrong. your last, last fight at 140. Things. I never prepared I properly the last are you, fighting, are you fighting him at 140 because you feel that you have to? Because if you don't fight him at 140 and you fight him at 142 and 143, everyone goes, that's a cop-out. No, I'm, do I'm at doing it at 140 because I know that I can do the weight. Yeah. I know that when I win the fight again, I'm in this picture for world title fights again. Mm -hmm. And also him, if he wins, he gets in the, he gets in the picture to get, fight for a world title. I'm doing it because I know I can make the weight. People are saying I'm washed out the weight, this and that. I know I'm not. So, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. You know, so, yeah, we, we can s speculate and have all these accusations and saying I'm washed out. That, that's cool. Everybody can say what they want. I, I really don't care. I know my body and I know what happened in the lead up to the last fight. Yeah. You know, there was, there was factors as to why the legs went, but there's no point in saying it. It happened. I went in with the fight because I felt good. I felt I had the best of preparations to, to the best of my ability with the limitations that I had so I went into the fight feeling good fit and strong I just wasn't good enough on the night I had a bad performance and in with a genuine world class fighter you get beat you know Jack, and if I turned up like Josh, that we're going to head to a break but, but as we head to the break Jack you say you'll retire him what do you do in the night then in Leeds in April do you stop him do you knock him out yeah I believe I can knock him out 100% uh, I think he's on the decline I don't think his body's built for it anymore uh, he's had a great career but his body's took a lot of punishment he's 33 now and we've seen over the last two years the injuries the foot the ankle the eye his body seems to be deteriorating and I think uh, when I get my hands on him in April and I give him the beating that I can't wait to give him I think it shuts his body down completely Is your body breaking down Josh? If that's what you want to think that's what you want to think injuries can happen to anyone In injuries can happen to any anyone at any time doesn't matter what age you are you know like your body goes through a whole lot in training camps and sometimes you've got to listen to it. Sometimes I over-pushed the little niggles and it 
created injuries. Like, it can happen to anyone. So we're, we're say gonna, what you want. We're gonna, you're going to stay with us until one o'clock. We're going to take a quick break. Do we need all this? Do we need Phil, the security guy, and this security man, and this? I don't think so. Are we this, safe this guy here keeps with trying to lift his hands. This guy keeps trying to lift his hands. We he's not very professional. You, you raised know? your hands first on Monday. You tried to touch me. No, I just felt your little so chippy tits because you you're quite chubby. Don't intimidate me. Stand down. Just says, there's your little chippy tits because you're quite chubby. I know you struggle to make the weight. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Everybody's having their say in this. So watching, Phil in the middle there. The security fella, Jack's uh, right beside me here and Josh is here. And so many are saying that your viewers, just looking at the two fighters, there's Sean in Liverpool. I'm no body language expert, but Taylor looks up for this more than Catterall does. I might be wrong, but Taylor for me will take this fight. Um, uh, there's Dom who's watching it saying, I like how cool and calm and collected Jack Catterall is. He'll be the same on the night and he'll take Ch Taylor all day long. Do, do you have a wry smile, Josh, when you hear the opinion of fans at this particular point? Do you just think, yeah, well, think what you like? Yeah, exactly. Think what, think what you you want, really. You know, it's, it's irrelevant and it makes it exciting for the fans and people getting engaged. So, yeah, it's good. It's his coolness getting under your skin. No, I'm pretty cool and relaxed myself, to be honest. Do you think he is, Jack? Jim. I was going to ask Jack actually, you know, like because he is normally quite cool, but he ain't, be, he ain't been very cool no, the last couple of days. But that's what Has I was going to say. Can you go into a fight too angry? Is that possible? Where yeah, you I think lose everybody can, but I think when it comes to it, it it's a business move. It's a fight. I'm not going to let my emotions affect my actions in the ring. I think that's a stupid thing to do. Mm. Uh, I think I gave him a clip yesterday because it affected you yesterday. I apologise for the, the, the bad, some, some bad crayons, guess, but, but listen, it's you. all part and parcel of uh, selling the fight. Are we, are we Ted the bear for you? Oh, thank hey, you. This one's name's Chippy. Chippy. Your nickname. I'll take this Chippy home tits. and uh, we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll do some You can have we'll, that for sparring. You can have a good cuddle we'll and a good and cuddle and, uh, and all we'll that uh, of it in bed. You we'll know, practice your cuddling and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> it'll be finished. April 27th. I'll send it so back nice in the post. a thoughtful gift for you. You changed your view of him as a fighter because I, I think when you went into the first fight, I watched the gloves were off. I watched you and your engagement with him. He was beneath you as far as you were concerned. Yes. And, that, and that's the mentality that you should have as an elite fighter. But given the performance he put on against you, whether you agree or don't agree is irrelevant, right? But have you changed your view on him as a fighter? No, not really at all. No. Um, Even after that first fight? Yeah, because I don't, I don't think he was that great in the first fight. You know, I thought his tactics were weren't very good, and the judges obviously thought so too. He dropped you. I know he dropped me, but so what? How many times you get dropped? So what? So what? Nothing. That makes no that, difference to you. Nah, like so okay. what? I thought I was winning that round, but they did do that. I was winning mm. the round. I got up, I won the rest of the round, but it goes down as a ten-eight. And the judges. Does it does it irritate right. you? I mean, I, I mean, listen. He he deserves respect because he stepped. Yeah, it's like, he listen. Stepped I do respect the guy. Like, he's he's a good fight. Yeah. I do respect him. I like, I'm not going to say you know, I, I hate the guy and like, like, I don't hate anyone. <laughs> I don't hate anyone. So yeah, like, I just didn't think his tactics were great that night. Like you know, he he carried out his tactics to a certain extent well, uh, and, but the judges didn't like his tactics. Which was spoil and hold. Mm, I don't know about so that. this is all nonsense, then, Josh. Is it? You don't hate him, and Jack, you don't hate him. As we've we've said it all week, and they've they've logged it. Hate runs deep, but hate's a strong word, and well, certainly I'm not dislike. that attached to him to hate him. You just like him. He's irrelevant to me. You know, I wouldn't be going to the pub for a happy hour with him. That's for sure. Why have you taken, keeps saying, Josh? Why have you taken? I know why he's taken this fight because he feels the injustice of it, right? And it's probably the agenda that he's put behind it, and the steam yeah. and the energy that he's put behind it, and Sam Jones and all that's gone with that to get this fight on. Why have you taken it? I'm taking it because I want to fight him and. 
put you all beat the doubt. Put, mind, put the doubt. Yeah, I still thought I won the fight. All yeah, right. I still think I won the fight. I did just enough to win it. I've said it in multiple interviews after the fight. I could have gone either way. You know, I was actually thinking, with the point it got taken off from myself, oh, this could be a draw here. But I certainly never thought I lost. Right. You know, but if I'd went to him by a point or two, then fair play. But I wouldn't have had all this crying and whinging and carrying on. Like what they did. But, but before the verdict unfair. came, Josh, but, was know, there not a, a tiny bit of doubt in your mind as you stood in that ring? I think he's done me here. No. Not not no. the tiniest bit. No. Did you expect your hand to be raised, Jack? One hundred percent. And and when he says no, you can tell that he's gone that far with this this lie, lying him to himself. He he can't say anything other than he thought he won the fight. So he robbed you, Jack. He didn't rob me, and I can't blame Josh for that. I think the stuff he said after the fight, the way he carried himself, wasn't great. But it wasn't Josh; it was the officials, the judges who were scoring the fight. So what do you I don't expect, point at Josh this, and blame with respect, him. Respect, Jack. What do you expect him to say if he thinks he won the fight, irrespective of what everyone else thinks? Right? What do you expect him to say about you and the fight? Do you expect him to bow down and give you some sort of reverence? No, nah, definitely not. So, what it was after the fight, it was he was that quick to react and say, "I won the fight. I won the fight." And you've seen the post-fight press conference. He was like a little rabbit gra- holding mm. on to it, and it was like he almost didn't believe it, but he was, he was just falling out what of his mouth repeatedly. And then the months after you? the fight, yeah, I thought you won the fight. No, I don't expect you to please you me, but I expect people. you to, to, be, to understand how head. boxing works. <laughs> be honest to yourself, and I think you went that far with it. You had to hold on to it, and ultimately it's led us back to it. That far with what? Saying that I thought I won the fight? Yeah, but you didn't believe it. Okay, if that's what you think, okay. So, t- so take it fast forward then to April the 27th. So, Josh, you can have your say. How do you go about the job in hand on the night? Listen, I'm not going to say what we're planning and what we're thinking and what we're doing, but I win the fight. Me fully focused and the way I'm tuned in now, I win the fight. You win the fight? I win the fight. Jack, no how, how do mind. you go about it? I'm always focused. Tell yeah. him how you're going to go I'm about it. I'm always focused and I know what I've got to do. I've shared the ring with him once. I expect... A fully fit, fully strong, fully prepared Josh Taylor, like I did last time. Uh, but I've stayed in the gym, I've been improving, and I'm going to beat him convincingly in April. Are either of you terrified, secretly terrified of losing this? No. Because I ain't going to lose. doesn't cross my mind. I don't think about losing. I work too hard every day, and I take that confidence from being in the gym and, and preparing and looking after myself that I don't think about losing to him. Do you want to be brave here? Uh, who wins it? <laughs> My gut feel says um, Josh Taylor um, because I'm a huge admirer of his. I've seen his body of work um, and I think the best version of Josh Taylor beats the best version of Jack Cattrall. But I don't know if we've got the best version of, of Josh Taylor left. I think the last two performances, unless there's a sea change, I think there's a distinct possibility that Jack will beat him. But I think it's a pick'em, and I think that's the intrigue. And there's jeopardy, and there's bad blood, not hatred. That's theatricals. Yeah, there's bad. They're in one another's way, right? And they yeah, want to get out of one good, another's yeah. way. And I think it's going to be a great fight. And whoever wins, you know, is going to deserve it. And I hope we don't get any stupid refereeing scoring like we did in the last mm. round, because anyone who scores that fight first fight 117, 112 needs to have a good look at themselves. And even you would injuries. say that, Josh. Oh, was it one of the scorecards, 117-112. 117-112. Ian John Lewis scored it 117-112, and that's that's poor, isn't it? Yeah, there. So, I mean, you can answer that, Josh, before we go. Have have, have we still to see the best of you? I believe so, yeah. You know, I've had a couple of bad performances. One due to 
the one with him and then the next one but that, I prepared to the best of my ability that I had with Teofimo Lopez you know I'm not going to have any excuses because what's the point in saying why the legs went what's, what's the point the legs went I went into the fight I felt good on the lead up to the fight I just wasn't good enough on the night I never turned up on the night but yeah the best is still yet to come by the way Jack, I was, will believe another... Jack was brilliant in that fight with Josh Taylor so let's not take yeah. that away from the equation yeah. and you'd admit that he, he I don't think it was that great oh he was Josh I what do you bring this time Jack I don't think you'd you do finish it. that well yeah I think I've got to build on that performance uh, I can't leave it to, to the judges and I've got to be more convincing this time I've, I've stayed in the gym I've watched the fight many times I've watched Josh's fights and I've got to go in there and, and execute it even better and, and keep pushing forward with it Tommy's a big fight fan saying this half hour has been gripping there's another one Sean huge fight fan this has been great I take Taylor then I take Cashel I don't really know <laughs> but what I do know this is you know this, what, Josh? Has, this has been phenomenal Phil Josh, do yesterday. We, do we do this? Jim, so, security man Phil is here. Go on. Yesterday at the, the press conference, he said, I'm going to beat you this time. So, that again to me, you don't believe you beat me last time. That's what you said yeah, yesterday. It was recorded. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Okay. So you're mixing your words so, up. Really before yeah. we go yeah. on YouTube so and Facebook, you, you don't believe it. And live so and talk mix sport. Up, so Phil, what? do you want to try it? I mean, you can stay there or take a step back. <laughs> Josh, do you want to turn to Jack? And do you want to, Jack, do you want to turn to Josh? <laughs> Everyone's hoping you'll do this. What about handshake? The last time before. I said, listen, I'm, Go happy, on, Jack. I'm happy to shake his hand. He didn't Phil, want to do that. Take a fine. step back. Great. Come on, Jack. The king, of con- the king of contradiction, because yeah. I heard an interview yesterday saying you wouldn't shake me. I'll shake you. I'm no problem. If you beat me, yeah. I'll be the first guy to shake your hand. You sweat because, because I'm a straight man. I'm a straight stand up guy. Yeah. Well done, boy. It's a kind well of done. moment. It's a kind of moment we want to capture. Do it again, and I'll capture it right here to prove God that it happened. Go on, guys. You're pushing it, Jim. Is it not? Is it not? We got it. They shook hands. Josh Taylor, I want to thank you for coming in here and, and keeping it real. Yeah. And keeping it uh, well behaved. Uh, yeah, Simon. Well Jack, thank you for what you've just done. Well, and whoever you. wins, um, let's hope it's well deserved. And, and let's hope that there's no dubiety about the decision this time around. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix... From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of Howard Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.